0: Thank you for tuning in to my podcast. I'm Jane Phillips of Jane Phillips Coaching and Feel Better Naturally. I created Feel Better Naturally as I have wanted to make a real difference to people's lives, initially by working in the charity sector and now by helping individuals to secure the success, become their best self and feel better naturally. Today, I launched my first podcast series to link into lockdown number two. Every day, I will be giving a short talk about an aspect of our lives with hints and tips on how we can improve it. There will also be interviews with self care experts along the way. I hope you can join me daily during our Lockdown 2 journey together. You can also check out my website, (laughs) janephillipscoaching.co.uk. to my daily podcast to help you through your lockdown number two journey. How did things go yesterday? If you listened to my podcast yesterday, Imperfect is the New Perfect, did you make any mistakes that you laughed about? Maybe you made several mistakes that you laughed about. I know that I did. Today I'd like to chat with you about my top tip number four, balance what you eat. What was your eating like in lockdown number one? Lots of us took up baking to fill our time and to help us release our creative side. Remember how flour was sold out first of all, and then you could not get yeast for love nor money when people turned to bread making. Going through lockdown for the first time, a lot of people enjoyed spreading their wings to discover new skills and rediscover old skills. Unfortunately, some of our waistlines spread as well as we turned to comfort food to cope with our anxiety. A survey by King's College London found that 48% of people put on weight during lockdown and 29% have drunk more alcohol. If you fell into that group, what are your plans for eating this time? Should we worry about our eating during lockdown number two? Can we do something about it? Or will it be like Groundhog Day? Here Here is my five step approach to balanced eating. One, nutrition, not diet. Two, pick your portion size. Three, be satisfied, not stuffed. Four, treat yourself. And five, think about your food brain. So number one, think about nutrition. It's not so much how much we eat, but whether we get our macros and microbes, our protein, carbohydrates, fats, vitamins, minerals. We don't just feed our body, we feed our brains as well. You've heard the saying, that gives me food for thought. Where does that come from? We send our children to school with a good breakfast because it helps them to learn. It's the same for adults. We also know that the habits of successful people include eating well. We need a good balanced diet to ensure that our brains are being fuelled as well as our bodies. Dieting affects your mood and can cause sugar dips and peaks that cause binging. Good nutrition protects your immune system. So, so important right now. Ensure you have enough vitamin D and think about your gut health having some fermented foods such as kefir. A nutritious snack would be nuts or maybe fruit. Do you hate vegetables? Get in touch at Jane Phillips Coaching Facebook or website page for my free fact sheet, Do You Hate Veg? to help you make vegetables more interesting to eat. Number two, think about portion size. Let's face it, we are in a supersizing culture. Restaurant and takeaway portions are greater than they used to be, plate sizes are bigger, and so are wine glasses for that matter. This encourages us to eat more than we need. To make that worse, Many of us belong to the clean plate brigade. We have been brought up not to waste food and that's fine as long as people are not eating more than they need just for the sake of it. Portion size should be relevant to your genuine appetite, not to what you think it should be. Not to the amount that has been put on your plate and clearing your plate should not be a mission. Number three, being satisfied, not stuffed. Do you know when you are full or do you eat mindlessly? So many of us eat without thinking about what we are actually eating. We often eat too fast so we don't taste what we eat and we end up eating more than we realise. We rely on the plate to tell us when we're full rather than our bodies. Meals should be a social occasion. Eat slowly. Put your knife and fork down between each mouthful and wait until you have swallowed your food before picking up the knife and fork again, making sure you've chewed your food properly. Eat mindfully. Enjoy the taste and the texture of your food. Some people have forgotten what the signs of being hungry are. So ask yourself, am I hungry right this moment? Remember, just for a minute, How full you would have felt after eating a huge meal, such as Christmas dinner. Possibly you were feeling stuffed. Can you also remember a time when you have not eaten all day and felt extremely hungry? Well, we want to aim for somewhere in the middle of those two points. Moving from being fairly hungry, satisfied to comfortably full and no further than that either side. Comfortably full does not mean overfull. It is just when you feel that you have had enough. You may need to practice recognizing that point when you have learned to eat enough. That is the point to stop eating. Number four, treat yourself. If you listen to, to episode one, you'll remember that I absolutely advocate having treats. But what exactly is a treat? A treat is something that is out of the ordinary and gives you pleasure. Oh, hang on. What did I just hear? What was the words? Out of the ordinary? That means not every day. Let's face it. If you live by the sea, going to the beach would not be a treat. It would be an ordinary and everyday thing that you do. If you didn't live by the sea, a a visit to a beach would be a treat. And that is the same with food. We all deserve treats, but don't turn a treat into something ordinary. Keep it as a treat and make it really special. Savour every mouthful, enjoy the smell, the taste, the texture as you eat it. And number five is about what I call our food brain, which often governs poor relationships with food. Some people know that they should do all of the above. But what really stops them doing it is their relationship with food. Maybe you're a comfort eater, eating because you're bored, tired, in pain, or for a whole host of other reasons. Anything apart from being actually hungry. Do you comfort eat or use food to put off doing something you don't want to do? Do you eat when you're sad or anxious? If that is you, then understanding what is going on in your food brain is vital. Knowing when your food brain jumps in to jeopardize you is the key to preventing this type of eating. If this is you, you probably need some extra help and support to change your relationship with food. I can help you tame your food brain, so please get in touch if you recognize yourself here. I'm looking forward to chatting tomorrow about top tip number four. Be committed to to your self-care. Thank you for listening to my podcast today. If you've enjoyed it, please like, share or follow. I'm on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. And I look forward to speaking to you tomorrow.